Hi everybody, you are listening to the Rogue Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage, and unless this is the first episode you've listened to, I think by now you know that. Uh, <laughs> rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk. We strongly recommend you get proper training, and we're going to talk about that today. And listen to episode zero before attempting it. You can find that at the top of our FedLife page, which is Rope Podcast. Uh, Fox is a wicker, and I'm Maya, and I'm a bottom, and we're rope partners, and we've been practicing together for a few years. And we are always excited to share our passion for rope with you from uh, the beautiful city of Bangkok. So, Maya, you and I, we're uh, growers, not showers, right? Oh, how did you transform it into that? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean by that, of course, we like to grow ourselves and our skills and learn new things all the time. Yes. Yes, we do. We we like to um, develop and and I guess better ourselves without sounding pretentious. And rise um, up higher and higher. All right, don't make it terrible. And that is just as much in rope as it is in our personal development and uh, lucky fox in our relationship. So, <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about uh, learning and improving. So, who should learn and improve in rope. Well, so, obviously just the riggers, right? Because right, the, the bunnies, bottoms, they just show up. Right, there's no training needed at bottom. I mean, uh, down, can, can you get... upside down by your ankles. Can you get hotness training to be, like, sexier and shit? <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think that's a thing, no. Okay, so obviously <laughs> I'm kidding, and uh, you know... And we have to say that because our dry European humor apparently uh, sometimes doesn't come across, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that was in fact a joke. Uh, and if you've listened, for instance, uh, to a recent interview with um, Cookie Monster, who's building a rope bottom curriculum, you know that rope bottoms actually have to get off their ass sometimes and get out of the rope and just do some learning. Yeah, we very much think that both bottoms and tops um, can uh, improve and learn um, in rope. In fact, I'm going to be cheeky and I'm going to suggest that even if you're neither a rope top or a rope bottom... No one is that. Everybody likes rope, surely. Yeah, precisely. That's what I'm saying. But you can also like rope and not practice rope yourself but enjoy watching it okay. and I would say even then you still get something out of learning more about rope because you get a better understanding of what you're looking at yeah often people look at a picture and they have no idea how challenging it is either as a tie or as a tie to hold and I think that's very true hmm. so Maya in our um, several years now in rope quite actively I would say we have only met one person who has done all the rope. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, met, we did meet that person who... Who, uh, who after uh, his second uh, rope <laughs> workshop told us, okay, so now I can do the futo, I can do the chest harness, and I can do the single column. So that's done. I've done all the rope. Yeah, but apart from I... this one person, uh, <laughs> who now sadly has left us, um, most people can always tend to learn more, right? Yeah, even experienced people um, can keep going and can keep developing. And, and we would see rope as a journey, not as a destination that you're, um, you're finding. And I think no matter what uh, 
rope culture you come from, whether it's the Japanese style where you might have maybe a more uh, martial art type situation where you're learning under a master, a specific style of a specific school. You definitely have a lot of um, objective progression with maybe even levels or whatever. Or if you're a more Western person who goes to like conferences and workshops, there's, there's always something for you to think about and progress in your rope. Yeah, but why, sir? I mean, Fox? I mean, sir? I mean, neither. Why are we um, interested in learning and improving? I think one reason, if we want to be pragmatic about it, is that the more we know, the better our play is going to be, both in quality and also in variety, because we're going to be able to do more different things. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. There's also a practical perspective in terms of reducing your risk. So yeah. the more you know, the less likely you are to mess up someone's arms or hands or, or whatever. I think so, both in your theoretical knowledge and also your hands-on practical uh, familiarity with a certain tie. I think both of those will reduce the risk of having a bad outcome in a scene. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and also, if we want to be like very candid, uh, if you're more knowledgeable and more skilled, you're probably going to be more attractive both to your current and also your potential future role partners. Yeah, that's true because you, well, I, I don't know, I think there's probably a level, but certainly in terms of wanting to tie with people, I would prefer to tie with someone who is safe, which yeah. means a certain level of. Um, uh, ability or experience and also someone who is able to connect with me in a tie which also means a certain level of experience sure definitely. and competence is sexy right <laughs> very much so that, would, that we could have that written on our room door um, <laughs> alright so uh, it seems to me I mean you mentioned um, Cookie Monster's um, curriculum but it seems to me there's quite a lot of possible things to learn so what kind of so things so many we never run out of them it's, we really don't so what kind of things um, might we want to learn and improve in our work I think the most obvious one and that's where most people's minds is going to go first is learning basic rope technical what do I do with the rope how do I do this tie or that tie? How do I tie that knot? Rope handling, like the whole, actually what you do with your hands and the rope. Okay, yep, that sounds, um, that's that kind sounds of, useful. That's kind of rope 101. And yeah. actually that might be a mistake. Um, if I were to teach rope, which I don't, I might want to start by talking about what you're trying to achieve with rope, talking about sensations, talking about connection before talking about knots yeah but in practice most places it's actually the knots that they teach you first yeah, yeah. agreed so, so that's, more, that's more the rigor side right what about the bottom side Maya um, from a bottoming side um, then honestly understanding some about tying I think is important mm -hmm. um, safety I would see as a critical skill to understand so if you understand a bit about ties you can mm -hmm. understand what ties <clears throat> are higher risk for you. Yeah. 
Um, and if you know the different types a bit as a bunny, and I got that question a lot, like, I'm a bunny, do I need to know what this is called or do I not care? Well, if you want to communicate with your rigor and say, uh, I have circulation problems in futomomos, you need to know what a futomomo is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any kind of jargon in an industry is a way of shortcutting, and oh. it's just the same in rope. Are we an industry, man? Um. Okay, any kind of am I society. A, am I a rope tycoon? Rope <laughs> tycoon. Okay, that'll be new. Maybe I'll change your line account for that. That'd be um, kind of cool. I could well, get a cigar. No cigar, no smoking. You're no fun. Right, that's true. Um, there's no fun in the bunny. Yeah. Anyway, so bottoming seal safety, um, and that would include anatomy, for example. As in the studio in London? <laughs> that is a nice place to go, but I was thinking more about where the nerves are in your arms mm. so that you can keep an eye when you're being tired, that a tire is not dangerous, and you can assess the quality of a rigger's tie, so mm. you don't, um, so you take responsibility just as much as they do for actually um, making sure you don't get hurt in a tire. Okay, so the nerves obviously is a big one. Um, another one I've heard um, fed back. Uh, from Bunny here in Bangkok is well I tied with this guy and he was really good with the rope but he was trying to put my body in positions that bodies can't really do so having an awareness of <laughs> joints <laughs> and the angles at which they can or cannot bend and he wasn't I really don't think he was trying for seminar I think he just wasn't realizing that he was like he bend, bending his bunny in ways she didn't bend yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, and and I mean that I guess is a bottoming skill as well. So if you do uh, yoga or flexibility training or strength training, um, those are all good skills mm. um, to have as a bottom. Um, and just understanding the range of your body. So if you're doing flexibility training, it might not be about being able to do the splits in the air, but it might be about. Although knowing. that can be kind of cool. Yeah. But it might be about knowing, okay, my body does go in this way, and so you can communicate to your rigor, I'm quite flexible in this way, so we can do some interesting positions here, but actually I don't bend forward as much as I bend backward or, or whatever it is. So, Maya, that is the body, but what about the mind? <laughs> well, as you know, I'm quite keen on the psychology of things, um, and I think there are a lot of um, pieces of... Uh, around rope, around the tying, as you said, that are super important. And we've talked on this show many times about negotiation um, and that being a skill. I don't think it's something that comes naturally. I think it's something that you have to learn and you have to develop around your confidence. And that's as a bottom and a top and about respecting the other person, about understanding consent practices. Like there's a lot around that that most people could be mm. better in. In fact, we spent an hour talking about one aspect of consent practices that we were interested in just yesterday. You and mean, we feel that... You mean we... anal sex? Oh. Okay, well, as you say that, it did have to do with that, but that wasn't the... Oh, you make it sound not what it was. Anyway, we, we even now find things to talk about consent practices, about how to improve and make it better, even though it's something that we've done quite a lot of, put quite a lot of effort into making better. Okay, that's um, quite good. Um, yes. Aftercare is another piece. Okay, um, uh, an important one, I think, if you do a good scene, but then you lack in the aftercare department, uh, that's really sad. 
Yeah, very much so. And aftercare is also something that you can kind of learn and grow in and understand how to support each other. And part mm-hmm. of aftercare, and I know this is your favorite, favorite thing, is about emotions. Oh, yeah, I love emotions too bit. Yeah, like, you do. Feeling stuck for hours. Like, this is nothing makes you happier than my being forced to talk about feelings for a long time. Yeah. Um, so we actually did a recent show all about emotion. In fact, we have shows on consent practice, on aftercare, on negotiation and emotions. So we think Look at us with all the shows. All, all those things are important to us. But being able to handle what comes up in a scene emotionally and also what might come up after afterwards is maybe not something that people would think about something to learn, but actually, again, makes your rope safer. It makes you um, a better top and a better bottom. Um, very much so. Hey, guys. This is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Um, And then Maya, there's not just one kind of rope. And I think understanding the differences and learning the different styles or flavors and knowing how to do them a bit quite useful so i'm thinking can you give people some examples i really can so semenawa or sadistic rope would be one uh comfortable bondage like with an Mm -hmm. eye to safety and so on bedroom rope which is going to be simpler and aimed at putting your partner in a position that's usually convenient for some kind of sex Uh, things that are very sensual and connective, things that are very dynamic or on the opposite are more designed to hold the person in one position for a long time and have them sink into that position. Mm. So basically for a rigger, I like the idea of developing your range. And if I make a comparison with musicians, uh, if you're a really good uh full guitar person that's great but if you're a guitarist that can play any musical style obviously you can do so much more and that's so much more impressive that you've developed all those areas of your instrument yeah and so i would put on an aspect of personality here so you're someone who is very creative and who likes a lot of change (laughs) it's not it's a neutral comment there is no good or bad personality um so that suits your personality more there are going to be people um who are more um, practical less less innovative um and are going to be comfortable and happy doing similar things each time Mm -hmm. um, which i think is also completely fine it's a question of making sure you understand what you and your bottom expect from a scene. And maybe both of you are comfortable with doing similar things. Maybe rhythm and routine um, lets you focus on other things, but just understand um, how to do those ties even better. That's the way you can learn and grow and still play to your personality. Um, sure. Style. Uh, that being said, having some variety to your rope is going to be useful to adapt to uh, different days where you or your partner uh, going to feel different and want something different different partners because they don't have the same limits and the right, same but goals. what i'm saying so you're projecting from your own personality what i'm saying is some people 
don't want that. Okay, and that's more power to them. And the goal of this episode <laughs> surely isn't to make them feel bad about that. Exactly. Exactly. If, if you're only interested into one thing and you want to uh, make that even better, yeah. And in the same way with the music example, you could be just a jazz person, and the only thing you're interested in is jazz, but you want to be the best jazz person you can be, and that's okay yeah, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, what other practical skills might we want to learn? Uh, it's quite useful to have some skills of how to handle things when they go bad. Yeah. Because okay. sadly. As we keep repeating at the top of every episode, uh, rope bondage is edge play, and that's not a joke. You have to respect the rope. It's quite dangerous, and problems happen. So uh, a bit of first aid and emergency response, and knowing how to keep your cool and how to coordinate an effort when something's gone wrong, that's going to be quite a helpful skill. Learning how to use your cutting tool. Um, is something that I'm not sure everybody yeah. even practices. Like, yeah. have you ever used your cutting? Not you personally, but yeah. has the person ever used their cutting tool? Because you don't really want the first time you use it to be in an emergency. I, I don't mind answering that question. I have used my cutting tool, but never during the thing to cut off the rope. But I have cut off rope with my cutting tool, and I know how it works, and I know it does work. Yeah. Um, so also communication. Um, yeah, so important actually. Feedback. Uh, giving feedback and being able to establish boundaries both ways without invalidating the other person and making them feel like crap, actually quite important. Yeah, and not easy, not easy. I mean, behaving well is obviously very important, but communicating well is also quite important if you don't want to be the next person having all the bad things said about them on that fat like thread. Okay, um, there's also something around taking, learning how to take care of your body. Um, and this is riggers and bottoms. Yeah, um, so I think, I think no one wants a rigger that smells bad. No, that is, that is true. So, so yeah. in such an intimate situation, um, and I do have a bit of a heightened sense of smell, so it is particularly important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that kind of situation, you, you want someone who smells nice, for sure, and yeah. is clean. Uh, yeah, hy- hygiene. I I don't know if most people would consider hygiene a skill, but I think in some ways it actually is. It's part uh, of taking care of your body and yeah. understanding what's important. Yeah, and obviously, if you're going to do rope with me, maybe doing an enema before is helpful. Oh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, maybe a joke. Okay, so from a practical perspective, um, if you're a photography person, and we've talked mm-hmm. about the different types of rope, maybe there are skills around photography, lighting, costume, <laughs> makeup. So many skills. Uh, and they can make a really big difference. Taking a few photography classes are really going to make a difference in your photos, which in turn are going to make you feel more confident and better about yourself, because you've got when you've got great photos of your rope, you feel better as a rope person, whether you're the rigger or the button. Yeah, and uh, a nice thing about the photography and the first aid and those skills is they are uh, default world skills, not kink skills. So you can find classes on those really easily, uh, even if you're not in a place that has a very vibrant kink scene. There's probably a photography group or a photography teacher near where you live. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, more practicalities. So, mm-hmm. like how you actually store or take care of or uh, look after your rope. Yeah, because rope costs a lot of money, so you want to take good care of it. To we keep have it in invested good quite a lot of money in rope, for we sure. Have, and it's paid back tenfold. <laughs> been totally worth it um learning more about how to transport it how to keep it nice what other kinds of gear you can use your hard Mm -hmm. points um i mean it's just an immense range of things from a practical perspective you you could you you could basically get a structural engineer degree just (laughs) (laughs) just to build better hard points yeah Uh, yeah there's a lot there's a lot to um to study there for sure yeah, um, and then also something like handling pain in rope, and for the top, helping your bunny to ha- your bottom to handle pain in rope is also important. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've developed as a bottom because I'm able to handle tougher ties. Um, although that doesn't always work. Like some days your body just has had enough, but I definitely feel that's an area that I've grown and developed in, and can be learned and improved. So, Maya, you have whetted my appetite for all that learning, but how am I going to go about doing all of that? Okay, so um, it depends where you are and what you have available to you. So, for some lucky people, and um, this is, tends to be people in larger communities, mm-hmm. um, they might have local or in-person events. So, you could pay for one-to-one lessons or for mm-hmm. group lessons. You could go to workshops, you could go to jams, conferences, events, and certainly in uh, Europe and the States and some Japanese cities, those are quite uh, vibrant. And it's kind of awesome because you're both learning a skill but also building a network at the same time because you're working with people. Yeah, and um, if if you want to look up what's local to you, then you can put your city into FetLife and see what comes up. That's very useful. Mm. Um, however, for many of us, um, there are not as many things local to us. Like we've helped create jams and stuff in our community, but we don't. It's not a big community, essential, essentially. So we use a lot of online resources. So what kind uh, of things? We we do. do I, I think we're definitely in the second category of people who cannot do their learning uh, in person with experience. So what have we teachers. used? Uh, there is a series of video tutorials I have used extensively and even though my first two times learning rope were in person basically all of my learning uh, after that was with uh, that series and that's the rope curriculum that's online by SNM and we're going to link to that uh, and it's really been invaluable to me because honestly 80% of what I know as a rigger, I know from uh, watching those videos. In terms uh, of practical ties? In terms of tying, yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of pure, hard uh, rope skills. And I found those videos really easy to use, very practical. And just watching them and practicing what I see in those videos uh, has really gotten me where I am as a rigger more than anything else. Uh, and as it happens, um, we endorse these videos so much that we're also an affiliate with them. So if you're interested in looking them up and you end up um, buying access to them, we get a little bit 
of affiliate money it won't cost you anything extra but you'll be also supporting the podcast at the same time so that's kind of nice yeah which would be super helpful um and if you're bottom don't feel you can't watch those so yeah. um, certainly foxlands um alone but also we've watched a number of those together and that's been helpful to both of us when we're labbing or experimenting with a tie um, and, and re-watching bits of them and asking each other questions about them and talking about how it might feel, which has been really helpful. And it's also a good prompt to um, get started in a play session is we can watch a bit of a video and discuss what we saw and then try it and that can also get you in the mood to play with someone. It does indeed tend to lead to other things, mostly. Yeah. That's why you did the uh, anima before. Anyway, so Fat Life we've talked about as a resource. Yeah, um, lots know, of very good rope groups on Fat Life. Yeah, it's challenging to work your way through stuff, but it's uh, mm. there's a lot of gold on Fat Life. Definitely. Um, uh, and then honestly, there's the Rope Podcast. Yeah. And if you're listening to it right now, you're kind of learning something about rope. Maybe, hopefully. I mean, I hope you enjoy it as an entertainment, but I hope once in a while you glean a little piece of something that's going to be useful in your rope journey. Yeah, and for us it helps us learn too because when we pick a topic, we talk about it a lot and we invest more time thinking about it and that helps our learning too. Mm. Um, we've also been using um, Kink Academy for yeah. softer skills. Yeah. So we don't use that so much for the tying, but there's a lot of communication and consent videos, um, which is interesting and useful um, sure. that people might, be, might like. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's 2019, so no one uses books anymore, right? Well, some people do use books. And and there are some good books out there on rope, but there were also some challenges with books. So as a as a rigger, what, what do you think some of the challenges are? Um, I think books are fairly static. Usually they tend to come out and uh, not change a lot. Uh, and they don't really adapt to new thinkings or new findings. Uh, You can't tell what's happening as well as you can with video because rope is a dynamic activity and just trying to learn from photos is actually fairly easy to get things wrong. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, it also depends on the kind of skill that you're trying to learn. So there's an Evie Vane bottoming book, Mm -hmm. which um, I think is quite useful as a bottom because it talks about it's not just about the physical skills, it's about other things too. Um, and Clover's Rope Bottoming Guide is another learning resource um, which has kind of more soft skills um, as well as hard skills. Mm-hmm. So think about what the kind of skill is that you want to learn and improve, and we've mm-hmm. given you millions. But and Maya, think- Maya, there is one other way to learn, and honestly, I actually think it's the most important. Okay, tell me. I can't, it's a secret. Well, it can't be a secret because we're doing an episode on it. So all right, all right. Tell me and the lovely listeners what your secret best way of learning is. The best way of learning is listening to the people no. you've been doing rope with. Pops don't listen, that would be ridiculous. Exactly, that's the secret. So if you do and the others don't, you're going to get so much better than them so quickly. <laughs> Such a competitive um okay so yes listening is very important so who are we listening to and what are we listening for we are listening to the people we've just played with and Mm -hmm. maybe not right away when they're completely facey and 
all fucked up from the rope and they can't string a sentence together. Maybe on the next day we buy them a nice cup of coffee and we say, okay, how was that for you? What uh, were your favorite and least favorite bits? What do you think I could improve? Like getting honest feedback in a way where you're helping them feel like they can express themselves. You're not going to get mad at them for saying that uh, your TK was shit. Uh, like trying to uh, to really let them express and actually listen to what they're saying in a safe space. Yeah, see, and that's a meta-listening because you your personality is such that you want the feedback immediately, but you've listened to my feedback that bunnies need a bit of time to come back, and so now yeah. you take it longer. I got your feedback on how I get Listening feedback. all the way. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's listens all the way down, baby. Uh, also, you can listen to your peers. You're probably not the only, well, hopefully, uh, if you are, uh, that's okay, but that's a little sad, the only rigger or the uh, only rope bottom where you are. So talk to the people who are in your same role and like exchange tips and tricks and also uh, try to learn from their experiences. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if you go um, if you go to jams abroad or in other regions, uh, try to see if you can rub off experienced people and get something from them. Yeah, very much. So watching and modeling, mm -hmm. uh, that is modeling what they're doing, um, is another good way, especially if you have the building blocks of the kind of practicalities of what they're doing. So you're ready to become an amazing rope person, and that will be all from us today at The Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. So iTunes, Stitcher, and come find us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. And that's a single word. No need to put a space or anything in there, just Rope uh, Podcast. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you can, because that's very helpful to us. And we're also going to look into uh, trying to provide some uh, affiliate links to some other resources we discussed on our website wordpodcast.com so that if you're interested in uh, checking them out you can also support the podcast at the same time thanks for listening and have fun tying